Shomrabyug. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Digital Tiny Room. Welcome back to On Digital Shomrabyug. I am the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, please do remember that I don't want no scrubs. A scrub is a guy who can't get his audacity settings right. It's Benjamin. It's me. I'm a scrub. <laughs> I'm a boss. A, I've had a little joke at your expense there, Ben, because I was going to do it. Go on then. Go, go on. on. Go on. No, no you got a little TLC I, reference in it. I was going to do a nice intro this week about how uh, you were to Irish podcasting what the COVID-19, the easing of COVID-19 restrictions were to society in general. Right. A, poten- a potential light at the end of the tunnel. But then you oh. made me sit around for half an hour while you fucked about with your setting. So now <laughs> as we know, it. Michael, uh, Scrub can't get no intro from you. Yeah. So, Ben, why don't you just give us the theme music there? <laughs> Music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything. Music. <laughs> Very good, uh, Benjamin. Yeah. Things, Benjamin. As I alluded to in uh, in the begin the intro there, where I said you were akin to the potential easing of COVID nineteen restrictions, uh, a somewhat of a light at the end of a tunnel. Um, there's somewhat of a light at the end of a tunnel, Ben. For example, Ben. Go on. Did you know that Black Widow has a release date? Get out of town. Yeah, 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 exactly, 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 Benjamin. It should have been last week, apparently. Oh. Uh, That's when the original schedule was. So we should have seen it by now. I was thinking, Ben, we might do a podcast where we review it. (laughs) (laughs) Deep dive into the uh, Black Widow movie. (laughs) Uh, Ten things missed. Um... What what this means for the future of Marvel Phase Four? You know the whole the gamut. First, first of all, no Scarlett Johansson. What was all that about? What that was one of the biggest fake outs didn't, I've ever seen. Didn't see her in the entire film. Yeah, not even even in the scenes in the trailer. I couldn't believe they replaced her with Jessica Chastain. <laughs> very odd. And Charlize Theron, strange eighties landscape. Yeah, it was very odd. Um. Ben, I think you might have watched Atomic Blonde by mistake. I did. I yeah. did. Uh, I see I what's did. happened there. But Benjamin, mm. anyway, it's coming out on October 28th, allegedly. Uh, is, is it is it to be a cinema release? Yeah, it's coming out on the cinema, the cinematorium, okay. as they say in Italy, uh, on the 28th Classic. of October of this year, this year of our Lord 2020. This very year? Well, allegedly. I guess oh, we'll see. Okay. I guess yeah, we'll... I mean, it's a kind of wait and see gig, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. I'll believe it when I see it, Ben. Funnily enough, Ben, and existing as we do in this weird timeless limbo, that is um, only a couple of weeks before Eternals was supposed to come out. Oh, yeah. Which surprises me because I still can't believe that Eternals is a thing that's coming out. It's it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I, Get out of I here. If I was... Um, if I was that wonderful comedian whose name escapes me... Camille Nanja... Kumail Nanjani yeah. yeah if I was Kumail Nanjani and I had gotten that ripped for the thing and no. then found out oh oh the filming still hasn't completed you're gonna to have to keep that up no I think oh. they had filmed it hadn't they oh I is think, it filmed I think it's was filmed, it filmed yeah well it was oh, due course. out this November so I'd okay, say okay well then it was filmed yeah I'd say it's in post Twas in a can somewhere yeah anyway Ben look we'll look forward to that we'll do a real review of it when it actually comes out but next week we'll do a fake review of it Benjamin yeah. Is yeah. there anything else you can think of that's kind of piercing through the gloom of the current situation? <laughs> well, Michael, you know, something that gives me an awful lot of hope in this, this glorious time is dystopian fiction. Oh, yes. I yeah, yeah, look at yeah, it and yeah. say, oh, well, at least it's not that bad, Michael. Yeah. One of my favorite dystopian fictions of the last 10 years would probably be John Boon Ho's yeah. wonderful Snowpiercer starring Captain America and Westworld's own Dark Rider. Yes. Ed Harris is in it. Yeah, he's he's the big bad that that spoilers for a movie that came out in 2011. I thought it was Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton is the mouthpiece for the villain. Oh, classic. Uh, yeah. Um many many people laud that film Michael of a train hurtling through a post-apocalyptic arctic landscape as yep. one of the the great dystopian fictions with a very unique voice and tone that could really only be brought to life by master of Korean cinema Jung Boon-ho. Yeah, one of the best train films. In fact, some people would say, why would you touch that? Why yeah, the, why would you need to do why would you need to maybe mess with an already perfect piece of fiction? But Michael, yes, Michael, yes. not one to be scuppered by the by the limits of sheer Sen- decency and morality. Sense, yeah. Netflix um, is is relaunching it as a little series. Are they, um, is it a sequel, a follow up? 
No, it's a remake. To do from the scratch. As near as we can all tell, yes, from but scratch. It's, it's only ten they've, years old, Benjamin. They've only launched a little teaser, and uh, Michael, they've they've already made some. They've already Mistakes. made some interesting choices, Michael. Right, go um, on. They've so Tilden Swinton's character is Tilden Swinton, yeah. Tilden Swinton, the brother yeah. of Tilda Swinton, yeah. Um, it was very confusing in their household growing up. Yes, I can Tilden, imagine. Tilda, which one do you want? And then they found out that it was actually Tilda Swinton in drag the whole time. Very good. They were yeah. devastated when they found out that their son was actually their daughter. Anyway, um, uh, from that tangent to uh, Tilda Swinton's character in Snowpiercer, Michael is is repugnant I think it would be fair to say she's no she's good she's played she's played to be rather obnoxious yeah um, she's given a ton of fake prosthetics on her face to make herself quite hideous yes um, big thick bottleneck glasses or uh, bottle rim bottle bottle end glasses I'm not sure how you'd rephrase those terrible haircut uh, bloody very very strong accent that's just quite unappealing on the ear <laughs> um, and and Michael yes, they've you. recast her character as Demi Moore <laughs> Demi Moore <laughs> to me, more half more herself, really old half more herself, um, and and uh, half more is is as you may have guessed, Michael, not repugnant. Oh, um, quite a quite a good looking lady. Um, well, so a very is, glamorous update on that on that model. So is Tilda Swinton, of course, though. Tilda Swinton is a very glamorous lady, but she was intentionally made not to look like a very glamorous lady. In a previously mentioned film, and Michael, Michael, yes, they've Benjamin. recast our good friend Chris Evans. Yes, um, and he's 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 to be a black man for a little bit of social commentary. Oh, is it, or is it because uh, they chose the actor based on his acting? Oh, come on, Michael. Let's be honest. It's Netflix. They're the guys that put out casting calls for people of color. <laughs> what was oh, the gee. What was the one oh, for Jesus, the Witcher? Ben. Oh God! What was the one for the Witcher. What was the phrase they made up? Um, what was the made up phrase? I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> Bloody dark. Look, Michael, it could be great. I mean, Netflix does good stuff. Did you just say but, bloody um, dark, Ben? No, I said it could be bloody great. Oh, it could be very great. Good. Because I was worried about maybe that you'd forgotten. Oh. I'd worry, I was worried briefly there that maybe you'd forgotten that you only play a racist on TV. <laughs> if I've started doing some method acting yeah. and I'm now fully racist. Good. 100%. Oh, good. Yeah, no, it's anyway. yeah, that's odd. I, you know, I, I don't really mind because uh, I don't mind if they remake it. I don't, it's no skin off my nose. It's no skin off anybody's nose. It's just an unusual choice. I would have thought it, it is, isn't it? What a weird yeah, thing to do. It's very recent, and it's a quite beloved, not beloved, but it's quite lauded and and I'd say well it's liked. beloved. Yeah, people like it. People like that film. Yeah, but it, it thought was an interesting choice. Um, I'm not sure if Bun June. Oh, I'm definitely getting his name wrong. Is it Bun Joon Ho or Joon Bun Ho? Uh, I can I never remember. I'm I'm going to say the, the Korean director, the director Parasite, whose name I have has escaped me, which I really should have written down. I don't know if he's involved at all. He probably should be, or he probably shouldn't be. I don't know. It's well, tough. I mean, anyway, he doesn't have any particular rights to the franchise, does he? I mean, he wasn't involved in the original comic. So. He's just the guy who made one version of it. Fair. And other people can make other versions of it if they want, I guess. What do you mean, Michael? What do you who, mean people can make versions of things? Who are we to stop them, Ben? Well, very who are we? Co- small co- Irish co- podcast with COVID-19. Yeah. Well, I mean, COVID-19 could stop everybody. Yeah. Speaking, Ben, of COVID-19 stopping things, uh, yeah. a lot of movies and TV shows can't really go into production, so people are looking at alternative ways of delivering entertainment, like the audio play. Yes, like the audio play, Michael. Well done, well done. Uh, Michael, Benjamin, I found out that there's going to be a bloody Sandman uh, audio play. I'd say you were pretty excited about that, were you? From Audible. I was, I was, Michael. Um, Now, I am going to read out the names of celebrities that are attached to this. And I want you to guess what character they might play in the broader Sandman universe. All right, okay, I can do that. So let's start with um, the lauded 28 film Venom. And the main villain there, Riz Ahmed. Who do you think he's going to play? Who's he going to play? In Sandman. Yes, in Sandman. Riz Ahmed. He's English, isn't he? It's voice acting now. So yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. He's English. So he's... Oh, yeah, no, oh, mate. Oh, uh, Darren. He's going to play Darren. He's going to play Darren. No. <laughs> he's, going to be, he's going to be prizing the role of um, the Corinthian. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Corinthian. So he's going to be the, the, the strange eyeball serial killer munching. Yeah, he's gun. got mouths for eyes and eyes for mouths. Uh, let's move on from there to um, podcast favourite Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton? 
Yeah, oh, of Kingsman oh, fame. Yeah, oh, Mister, I'm got a little hat on. Um, who who will he play? Who's got a little? That was hat an on? excellent Taron Egerton impression. <laughs> He's well stunning as well. Oh, oh, Mister, I've got a little hat on. Do a little kick. Um, who will Taron Egerton play? He'll play uh, Destruction. No, he's going to be Constantine. John Constantine. Oh, right. Okay. Matt, John Matt, Constantine. Uh, Matt, what's, Matt Ryan won't be happy with that. No, I wouldn't say so. Matt yeah. Ryan is kind of... He's pretty defensive. Carved out a little niche for yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. He won't be best pleased about that. Bloody Oscar award winning uh, Michael Sheen. Who's he oh, going to play? Tony Blair. <laughs> he's going to play Tony Blair. He'll play Tony Blair. The famous uh, Sandman character, Tony Blair. He's only going to play bloody Lucifer, Michael. Oh yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I can see that. It makes makes a lot of sense. Bloody noted man in a weird suit, jumping around, pretending like he's an animal. Andy Circus. Andy Circus will play. Um, are there any animals in it? Who's animals in in in? He'll play the ravens. Yeah, he will. He's going to play Matthew the Raven. Well Am done. I right? <laughs> yeah, well I got done. one. I got one. <laughs> well done. That's excellent. Bloody, bloody noted comedic actress from the American scene, Kat Dennings. Kat Dennings. Oh, she's quite busty. <laughs> okay. She's, again, it's going to be her voice. That is what she's famous for. There's only, I mean, Death is the only woman I think in Sandman. Yep, you got it in one. Yeah. Got it in one. She's going to be Death, which I find disappointing because I don't know if that na- that voice... Clicks with Well she's an actress Ben She could do a different she voice could do, Yeah she could do a great job She's not um, going to just do The two broke girls voice And go Do you guys want some bloody burgers Okay That's yeah. that's the Limerick remake of <laughs> That's the Northside <laughs> Omni Shopping Centre remake Of Two Broke Girls I've clearly never seen Two Broke Girls <laughs> um, And uh, I, I won't I won't do the last one for you But James McAvoy Is going to be Morpheus Ah, oh, I could have guessed that could you? Yeah, well, I could have done a bad joke. It could have done a bad joke. Yeah. I, I took away your chance to do it. And Neil Gaiman himself will be narrating the in-between scenes. Oh, of course he will, yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty good. But um, to be to be quite honest, Michael, it's, it's a pretty star-studded cast there for an audio That's production. A pretty star-good cast. Yeah, I'll, have, I'll give that a listen, Ben. I'll roll my yeah. earballs over that. It has other noted kind of comedians and stuff from the UK. Joanna Lumley is going to be Lady Joanna Constantine. Oh, yeah. Miriam Margolis is going to be Despair. Margolis, sorry. Um, Reginald D. Hunter. Do you know who Reginald D. Hunter is? I do, yes. Yeah, he's going to be John Johns. He's going to be the Martian Manhunter. Oh, very interesting. So um, the premise behind all of this, Michael, is that they're really going to go through each... Yeah, well, if you've just mentioned the Martian Manhunter, he's from volume one when Sandman was much more in the DC universe of superheroes. Yeah. That's Um, interesting. So it is very interesting. I'll roll my earballs over that, Ben. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, The release date hasn't been 100% set yet. Um, But it's it's bloody interesting, Michael. It should be a, a good old time for all the gang. Speaking of uh, what if stories set in the DC universe, Ben, you watched a film this week. I, I bloody did, Michael. I watched. I watched a whole film. A whole film. So did I, Ben. I, You'll be glad to hear. I actually watched it last week, but you hadn't seen it, so we kept it on the back burner. We've both watched a whole film. Yeah. Um, Justice League: Dark Apocalypse War, Michael. Yeah. Justice League: Dark Apocalypse War, and ooh wee. Oh boy. Oh boy. If you Boy like, howdy If you like seeing your Favourite characters Getting horribly maimed You're in for a treat <laughs> So full We doing full spoilers? No But I mean That does happen in the opening scenes And it's the It's yeah. the premise So Holy Holy god Holy like, moly Oh oh my dark side I like, hope that you was like your I hope you like your Favourite characters Getting their arms ripped off Oh, because boy, oh boy, do we have come on down to ruin my childhood. Yeah, we got characters. We got no arms. We got we got no legs. legs akimbo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was bloody dark, Michael, wasn't it? Well, it says it in the name Justice League Dark Apocalypse. Oh, War. oh, I missed that. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, never mind then. And it's surprisingly more of a John Constantine. Well, it's it's Justice League Dark, so it's not surprisingly more John Constantine, but it's a John Constantine film. John Constantine is apparently the most important character in the DC Universe, according to this film. Well, this version of the DC Universe, because in many ways that's what this is about. This is um, this is very much the DC Animated Universe's Marvel's Endgame. Yes, um, because it is the culmination of all the different Teen Titans films that came before it and the few Justice League things that were Dark, torn together. Justice League Dark, Justice League, yeah. They're and Michael... There. Yes, Benjamin, I'm listening. Oh, God. Gosh, was I ticked off when they didn't uh, 
Uh, well, we can't really get into it because we're not doing full spoilers. Well, so no, we will do there. full spoilers. Let's just say, let's just talk a little bit about non-spoilers first. It's quite good. One. It's very well animated. It's very well acted. I thought it was one of the better ones, Michael. Yeah. One of it, the better ones. Apparently it, DC Animated Universe is, is pulling up its socks again. It's quite gripping. Um, it's very well done. Yes. It is essentially Endgame and Infinity War in one movie. So Yeah, they don't really take the pause. <laughs> they skipped Infinity War, basically. They said, wasn't Endgame great? To have that little time skip and then have the five years later trying desperately to fix things. We'd Couldn't like do to do that in two films. Yeah, we would like to no. do that in one film. So we're going to make the opening scene the horrific thing where everyone gets killed. And then have the time jump. So it's Endgame, but Endgame without Infinity War, really. Or Endgame, but with Infinity War told as occasional flashbacks and um, a shocking opening scene. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, but a, quite an enjoyable film, Michael. It's very enjoyable. It is absolutely relentless, though, in terms of grimness. Oh, it's, it's so dark. It's one of the grimmest films I've ever seen. It was the darkest timeline. Oh, Everybody exactly. had a horrific end. Yeah, I mean, I hope you don't like, say, Batgirl. Oh, buddy. Like, uh, uh, there's only so many times you can watch your favourite heroes be descended upon by a pack of ravenous hybrid monster things. And literally, Ben, torn limb from limb. Literally. To see. <laughs> I know. He was so straight. Like, the first time it happened, I was like, okay, a nice off screen. Oh, no. Oh, no, God. No, that oh, is firmly, firmly on screen. Yeah. Um, and such an interesting mutilation of the ideals you have for certain characters. Like... Yeah. Ah uh, man, Wonder Woman, just what a what a piece of work! By the bloody, time she's done, so bloody hell, and, Ben, and bloody Bat God got an appearance. We Grant M was there in the background, going, "Oh yeah, oh I'm there we Batman, is. there he is." No, he's the best new god on Apocalypse. All of a sudden, just like yeah. that, it was uh, yeah, it was. It's relentlessly grim, and it's a bit of a hard watch because of that. But it is fascinating and gripping, and it's a good showing for Constantine. Etrigan is interesting as well for the Etrigan first time was in a real long good. time. Yeah. Um I I like the way that it pulled together the kind of two apocalyptic stories present in DC, well, two of the apocalyptic stories, the apocalypse issue, but obviously yeah. Trigon as well. Who you can't ignore yeah. Trigon. Trigon's a big bloody demon god. <laughs> yeah, so it it really pulled those two plots together nicely and it, you know it all pays off in the end and then Okay, now we can go into spoilers, Ben. Let's take a little spoilers. spoiler so, break. Little spoiler little break. Little break. Little break now for spoilers. Here come the spoilers for the film Justice League Dark Apocalyptic War. Here they come. Like a John Constantine coming at you. There you go, Ben. Do your spoilers. Right, okay. And then they reset the whole fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was went, so annoyed. <laughs> they went, oh no, this timeline is too dark. Redo, it's do too over. dark. We lost. But I was just sitting there going, what? No. Yeah, look, I, I was all right with that, to be honest, because those DC films, I hadn't really realised that which of the films leading up to it were in continuity and which weren't. That's because they never actually laid that out. Yeah, because the, so. the, last, the last one I saw was Red Sun Superman, and that clearly isn't in continuity. With no, it's this. completely separate continuity. Yeah, and I saw the Darwin Cookish one. What was that one called? Uh, New Frontier. New Frontier. That's and very so, early in the Yeah, in the so... I didn't know, Ben, and I've seen them out of order, so I didn't care. Now, having said that, I'm a person who usually cares about the continuity of the Marvel Universe, so I can see why people would care. Yeah, I was a bit irked by it. They put a lot of time and effort into that whole run, and it just didn't pay off in the end, really, because it was just like, well, just bloody, bloody get your boots on, lad. Get your Do an L jog. Yeah, jog on, mate. You know what you have to do, mate. And it's I just like, like okay... I like the swearing. I like when Raven said, oh, for fuck's sake. That was yeah, good. Yeah, it was lots of swearing. Lots like, of casual little moments of swearing. I liked just essentially going, Apocalypse, here's Trigon. Or not Apocalypse, what's his name? Darkseid. Darkseid, here's Trigon. Trigon, here's Darkseid. You two deal with this now. We're going to fuck off. <laughs> See you later. See you later, um, But the other thing was like, you saw the, um, like they took some really beloved characters and just oh yeah, fucked them up. Like oh, Nightwing. Yeah. Poor old Nightwing. He's a zombie Nightwing. man. A gross zombie <laughs> got man. A bloody got terrible end. Yeah. Batgirl got literally torn limb from limb on screen. Yeah. That was, that I mean, was, that uh, was pretty upsetting. Yeah. Oh, that bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah. Zatanna just swarmed and, and died. Yeah. A lot of interesting things going on there. Very gruesome deaths for beloved characters. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just... The whole, the whole time I was watching it, Ben, the only thing I could think is, oh, I'm glad none of these are my favourite character. Yeah, no, it was tough for me to watch on occasion. I was just like, oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh, oh girl's no. limbs. I'm a huge John Constantine fan, though, so it well, was fine, really, because it he, was he John Constantine, right. the yeah. film. Yeah. Um, that whole Justice League Dark run was quite interesting in the comics as well, so it was nice to see a lot of those elements come together. I enjoy, no matter no matter how often I see it, I always enjoy the swamp thing John Constantine dynamic. I just yeah, love yeah, how yeah, much yeah. he hates him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. an enjoyable dynamic to have an L eyeball of. And Swamp Thing, uh, he killed some of those paradooms pretty well. Oh, he did a great job. No bother. Just no in bother. his. I mean, Swamp Thing is a god. We'll, we'll get to that later. That's coming up later in the podcast. He's in, um, he was in his so, element then. So, oh, he, <laughs> hey! Boom, boom. Uh, we should end it. there. That was a great right, job. Then. Okay, then. Speaking of people in their element, Ben, I watched a film the other day. <laughs> Wait a minute, hang on, hang on oh, Whoa. What? Whoa. What? What film did you watch? I watched the film Underwater, Ben That's not your element, Michael Well, I'm a fish man, I'm a man fish do Your you element ha- is a dojo <laughs> Yeah No, I saw the film Underwater, Ben You'll get why I'm saying in my element now in a minute, Ben What, it's a what two- is that? It's a 2020, Ben, horror film from William Eubank I knew is is that something to do with uh, Chris Eubank, the the boxer? I think that we can assume that it is, and then we can talk like this for the rest of the podcast. That would be very nice. That's my Chris Eubank impression. It's Sorry to anybody who has a speech impediment that listens to this podcast. That was hard. Uh, it's not really a marking of speech impediment. It's a marking of Chris Eubank. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, um, <laughs> this is going to be an interesting Eubankers. That's the name of the podcast from now on. So Ben, uh, he's no relation, I don't believe, to Chris Eubank, Ben. But, but, but what he's done is he's gone and made. Uh, have you ever seen the film Alien, Ben? Uh, yes. Imagine if Alien Ben mm-hmm. was uh, underwater in a underwater mining place. That's crazy, Michael. And imagine if instead of Ellen Rippey being played by Sigourney Weaver, she was played by Kristen Stewart. 2000s okay. actress Christian Stewart 2020 actress Christian Stewart Christian yeah. Stewart And imagine Ben If instead of the captain Being played by Let's say John Hurt He was played by For example um, I've forgotten his name The Fox From um, Ocean 12 He's famous He's Oh French. Uh, He's French. Vincent He's Cassell Vincent Cassell Imagine he was played by Vincent Cassell And imagine there were Other character actors in it Like TJ Miller who used to be quite beloved, but now is a bit not very but popular. But there's a bit of a murky sex scandal. and then <laughs> Yeah, I don't know anything about that, though, to be honest. Um, and imagine that, for example, that the screamy lady was played by Jessica Henwick. Oh. Her, yeah, her from out uh, Game of Thrones and uh, Iron Fist. From out Game of Thrones, Iron Fist way. Yeah, that's your one. Um, so they're on an underwater ship, Ben. No, they're on an underwater mining station, Ben, and there's an underwater catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And they have to try and escape to the submarine, but they, oh, have, to go, they have to go across the ocean floor to get to the oh, submarine. No, because they and parked the submarine away from their underwater classic yeah, wonder. I'm always the, forgetting where I parked the submarine. It was the backup submarine, Ben. You, you know it. But Benjamin, then yeah. it becomes a kind of the film Aliens. Oh, is there more parasites underwater eating there's people? Thing- yeah, mm. there's thingies underwater getting people. That's why I'm in my Aww. element because I love thingies underwater getting people. Now you they're do, not it's your par- favorite thing. They're not parasitic, Ben. They're essentially the aliens. They're aliens from the film Aliens, but they're underwater. Imagine if they in this case Terrans are they are they al- are they actual alien life forms? Or are they something we haven't found yet? Well, Ben, do you on want the ocean twist? floor? Go on, give us an L twist. And this is a pretty big twist, I have to okay, say. Okay, well, we do a little spoiler break we'll again. We'll do a little spoiler break, because I've already kind of spoiled that there is a twist now. Don't say the spoilers. Don't say the spoilers. Okay, don't so say the spoilers. Here's say the spoilers now. for... Well, hold on a sec. Before we do the spoilers, I'm just going to talk generally about the film. It is not... It's a good film. I enjoyed every minute of it, Ben. But every moment. I enjoyed every single moment of it. But it is very much... What I like in a in a in a film, it's a kind of action horror set in a kind of gross, dilapidated, dangerous place. Mm. Uh, you know, Ben, I love a spaceship horror. I love a you know it, it. It really floats my boat. So I'm not saying it's a great film by any stretch of the imagination. And earlier on, Benjamin, I compared it to Aliens, and it pales in comparison to Aliens. But uh, well, no, it does. It does pale in comparison to Aliens. Uh, Noah, whatever her name is, is no Ellen Ripley, for example. Uh, okay. TJ Miller is very amusing in it, and you know you you want him to live, but he just just played TJ the actor TJ Miller. That Imagine, is TJ Miller's entire career strategy. Yeah, he's play, he plays the actor TJ Miller, 
Imagine if TJ Miller was trapped in an underwater station. There um, you go. Jessica Henwick plays it straight as the person who's a bit out of her depth and is most likely to scream. <laughs> Maritime joke. Uh, yeah, good, yeah. Um, Vincent Cassell plays pretty much exactly... Imagine, Ben, Vincent Cassell playing a good-hearted captain who's trying to get his people off the ship. Oh, yeah. He you know, it's, villains. It, it's, all, it's, it's all pretty above... It's all pretty standard stuff. But I thoroughly enjoyed it because it's my favourite kind of genre. Benjamin, the big twist, though, in the end is... <laughs> That the things, the monster things, are little baby parasite things. Not unlike, uh, do you remember Cloverfield? How it yeah. had, Cloverfield had little things dribbling off it. Yeah. So these monsters are little things dribbling off, Ben. Chitulu. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who does that? Who just, who just slips in a, c- a Cthulhu at the end of their it's movie? pretty bizarre, to be honest with you. Get out of town. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, uh, and this is in the new month, Ben. So this is a complete and utter spoiler. But as they're approaching the final station where they might have a submarine or some escape pods to get them home, they're surrounded by some sort of big structure and all these thingies are dangling off it. And just when the thingies start waking up, the structure itself rears up. Get and out. it's Chitulu. No way. Yeah. Isn't that mad? H.P. Lovecraft's big tently face son of a gun himself. Yeah. Now, I mean, it doesn't matter that it's Cthulhu. And they don't actually say it's Cthulhu. But the director himself has confirmed that it is in interviews. But it's another, like, that's just, a, it's just another little added tick on the Tickle Michael Pink checklist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's part of my new favourite genre of surprise H.P. Lovecraft films. <laughs> which seem to be getting made more and more, which is actually kind of bizarre when you think about it. Yeah. Um, Very so yeah... That's mad. Do you recommend watching it then? Is it is it worth a watch? Look, Ben, I think I would have thoroughly enjoyed it in the cinema. Ah, uh, that's a shame. There is Cinemas issue... are gone now, Michael. Yeah, I know, but there's an issue with watching it at home, Ben. And the issue with watching it at home is, I'm sure you're familiar with the way digital media condenses colors to save file space. Oh, are you no. familiar with that? Yeah, yeah, it's a pain in the earth. <laughs> yeah, and it makes dark scenes in movies tend to be quite blocky if you're watching them streaming. Yeah, you get the you get the banding. Yeah. Banding and is great. When crack. you're watching a dark underwater film, it's very hard to tell what's going on at times. You don't want banding, I tell you yeah, that much. You don't is, want that. Um which is very upsetting. But twenty twenty was not the year of Kristen Stewart, really, was it? She got kind of shafted by this came out this year. She gets yeah. shafted a lot though. Kirsten yeah. Stewart consistently since the Twilight Days has made some pretty interesting, bold, not necessarily great choices for roles, but she always she always gives it 110%, Michael. And her arts her her independent art house stuff is generally quite good, but Yeah. She's has a, she's had a bit of a rough run with uh, blockbusters. I watched Charlie's Angels too, Ben. No good. I wouldn't imagine it was, Michael. No good. Uh, not not good at all. No. I I didn't I never never bothered. Yeah. Never bothered. She just can't seem to... Uh, well, maybe 2021 will be her year. She's the best thing in Charlie's Angels. And she's quite good in Underwater, which um, I can't think of a funny name for it because if I was coming up with a funny name for it, I probably would have called it Underwater Aliens. But that's it, it, more yeah. words than the actual... You know, you see what I... You see my conundrum yeah. there? I see what you've done. You it's Aliens, done. but it's Underwater? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I like a twist where there's a big Chitulu. So give it an old watch. I'd give it an old watch, but I'd try and watch it on a non-streaming format if you could. Because, ooh-wee, that banding. Yeah, ooh, banding. Let's do an episode on banding. Yeah, we... we <laughs> a short episode, but okay. I don't know, I reckon... Worst I banding, banding in films. Bloody, bloody, well, let's do a bloody tutorial on how to uh, how to avoid banding in your own material. Let's let's do that. I can't. I don't have that technical expertise. Oh, okay. I'll show you how to do it. And then All we right. can do a side-by-side debanding of a video that you record right. in All the right, dark. Okay. Fighting oh, Cthulhu. All right. Good. How about that? Good. All right. Benjamin, stay tuned for that, ladies and gentlemen. Benjamin, I think, to be honest, if you, were, if you could uh, show me how to do that, that would be kind of a miracle. Hey, it would make me something of a miracle man. Oh, I see what um, you've done, Ben. I see what you've done. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this week's topic uh, is one uh, proposed by moi because uh, I, I came across, I stumbled across a little interview with Mr. Neil Gaiman. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was all about Miracle Man, which is a 1983 ben. adaptation. Ben, yeah. 
I just have one question before you go any further. Oh, go on. Yeah. Who, who even is Miracle Man? Well, well, Michael, it's funny you ask. Um, <laughs> so Miracle Man has a long and you really made history. me work to squeeze that in there, Ben, didn't you? you son yeah, of a bitch. I almost got away with it too. Um, well, Michael, you and I last year went to a went to a cinema and, and yeah. we saw Mr. Billy Batson yeah. uh, for the first time on a big old screen. Yeah. Um, in a cinema, and his famous character is Shazam. Um, and of course, Michael, what you might not have known about this young man is that once upon a time yeah. he was called Captain Marvel. I did know that then. Yeah, yeah, I know you knew, but it was for the listeners. All right. Um, so yeah, basically, back in the day, Michael, comics were not as widespread as they are today. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Shazam was kind of doing the rounds, especially in the mid forties, early fifties, um, you would kind of have to get a separate pul- publisher to print over this side of the pond. Um, and there was an English publisher yeah, who yeah, yeah. had secured the rights to the reprints. Uh, L. Miller and Son was the name of that publishing company. Larry and Miller. they kind of... Larry Miller and the lads. Um, and he had secured the rights to this. So he was doing reruns of the very successful Shazam family, um, which starred Billy Batson. Well, Ben, uh, it was called the Marvel family then, wasn't it, Ben? It was called the Marvel family back then, Michael. You had bloody Captain Marvel, yeah. who was Shazam himself, yeah. Billy Batson. Well, he wasn't Shazam then himself, had... Ben. I, I know you keep saying that, but Shazam was the wizard. It was Shazam himself. <laughs> I'm just going to barrel through on this one. No, you're right. Shazam is the wizard. Um, Captain so Marvel. the young man was who was Marvel. Captain Marvel was Billy Batson, yeah. and he would use the magic word Shazam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There his, you go. His, his magic word, and it would transform him into Captain Marvel. Yes. And then good. he he got... Uh, a little extended family He got Miss Marvel And yeah. Mary, uh, Mary Marvel Yeah Mary Marvel Was it Yeah she was sometimes known as Miss Marvel though Wasn't she Captain Marvel Jr Captain Marvel Jr Yeah uh, There was a bloody tiger Called yeah. Tawny Tawny Tiger um, And L. Miller and Son Were making a bloody mint um, Of Of these reprintings And then Michael Yeah Came the whole bloody Litigation kerfuffle That was uh, Marvel Comics saying Hey Hey Oh no, sorry, 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 that's incorrect yeah. Sorry You've jumped um, the gun then Captain Marvel was not actually published by DC at this time They were published by a company called Fawcett Comics mm. And Fawcett Comics took a look at bloody Captain Marvel and said Well, he's got a bloody jerry curl He's got jet black hair He's a bit broad and muscular He's got very wholesome values And DC said, hey, that's an awful lot like our bloody character Yes, Batman Sue, Sue, yeah <laughs> uh, See what you did there Superman Oh, yeah. um, which I'm not sure is a fair comparison, but maybe it is. I don't know. I haven't done enough reading of those ben, two early issues. I have. It 100% is. Captain Marvel okay. is 100% a Superman ripoff. The, it, what Captain Marvel brings to the table was the whole idea of it being a kid. That in realistic, that his, his real personality was a kid. So kids could relate to Captain Marvel, which is probably why he was briefly more popular than Superman. There you go. Yeah. So... The litigation process started, and in 1953, yeah. uh, Fawcett Comics settled out of court with DC. Um, it was a 12-year litigation period, which is bloody intense, Michael. It's a long time. Um, it's a long time. But anyway, eventually, in 1953, they said, nope, <laughs> uh, no more. Okay, we'll pack it up, call it a day. And that was bad news for L. Miller and Son, because their, their biggest money spinner... Captain Marvel had just gone down the tubes, but uh, they didn't miss a beat, Michael. And later in 1953, they released Marvel Man. That sounds very similar, Ben. Yeah. So Marvel Man, and stop me if you've heard this one before, uh, uh, centered around a young boy called Mickey Moran. Yeah. <laughs> and Mickey Moran had a magical phrase that transformed him into a superpowered being. And I that think magical phrase was Kimota. I think you're thinking of uh, Captain Marvel there, Ben. You see, you would think that, wouldn't you, Michael? Yeah, yeah, but there's yeah. a key difference there, Michael. Yeah. He's only bloody blonde. He's got blonde. Um, he wasn't blonde until much later. But in the initial run, they didn't miss a beat. They rebranded uh, a bold, kind of wholesome superhero that used a magic phrase. He ended up getting his his own little mini family um, of of different people. Um, Johnny Johnny Bates was the uh, kind of Captain Marvel Junior. Yeah. Of this particular universe, Marvel Boy, I think might have been his name. Kid Miracle Man? Kid Miracle Man. Kid Marvel Man? Yeah. Even more so, yeah. So anyway, um, 
that only lasted for 10 years, I'm afraid, and then it just couldn't cut the mustard. Uh, and the reason it couldn't cut the mustard, Michael, is because most of those early Marvel Man comics were printed in black and white. Mm. Um, to save on costs but then the Silver Age came along and ooh wee that changed things Ben ooh-wee. people wanted their colour was it bloody colourful their Jack um, so Kirby. they couldn't compete uh, and unfortunately uh, in 1963 at the end of the original Miracle Man run came to an end Marvel Man so that's who Miracle Man is Michael Marvel but Man. that's not what we're talking about today you keep saying Miracle Man I think you mean Marvel Man I meant Marvel Man sorry yeah. Marvel Man came to an end oh, oh what a shame um, but Michael yes that wasn't really the end of it altogether. Um, a couple of years later, an editor who was putting together a little uh, British comics anthology mm. decided to acquire the rights. No good. And he said, oh, I'll bloody get someone to write this. I need a young book, a young man who's out there to, to make his name in got comic books. Hip who, ideas. Who's got some hip, edgy, out there ideas. My bloody anthology is called Warrior Anthology and it's edgy and oh, yeah. I need to get somebody. Hopefully he hates so Margaret he Thatcher. So he took a he took a trip down to Norfolk and he was walking through the streets. He saw a young man practicing magic on the side of the road. I think he said, hey, 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 kid. Hey, hey, kid. That's a fantastic beard for a young man. And the young man said, I don't care what you think. And he said, oh, I like your moxie, kid. And he said, oh, you want to you write a comic for me? He goes, yeah, all right. I think you're and, embellishing uh, this story, Ben. <laughs> I definitely am, yeah. Uh, so uh, Alan Moore found his way to the Marvel Man title and run. Um, and some would argue, Michael... Using that model, he kind of changed what we perceive to be comics. Well, Benjamin, let me tell you, Ben. The, the main When you're having a conversation about Marvel Man, Miracle Man, do you want to get into Miracle Man or do you want to wait for that? Uh, no, I mean, you can get into it now if you want. It's up to you. Well, basically, Ben, Marvel didn't like them calling it Marvel Man, so they sued them and they said, all right, we'll call it Miracle Man then, you pricks. Like, Marvel Man has been trapped in litigation hell for... Decades. He it's is just, a he is a, tri- a he is like a triple knockoff now. In fairness, so it's not surprising. <laughs> Captain Marvel himself was That's a rip off of Superman, and then he was an even more direct rip off of Captain Marvel. So it's not surprising that uh, yeah, it's not surprising. For example, we are we are currently in litigation with the imitation podcast Michael and Renjamin's podcast, which is uh, that Renjamin a complete mockery. But then the ripoff of that podcast, Michael and Ben's podcast, is in any, in many ways even more similar. Better though, yeah, I've much better, yeah, much better. Mm, got much some better. edgy ideas. They got, got some edgy ideas. They got, a, they got young, young, angry British writers in, and uh, yeah, they often have Alan Moore on as a guest. It's bizarre. Yeah, I don't yeah, know how they have that good, kind yeah. of clout. So Benjamin, yeah. So they basically then Marvel came along and said, "Hey, wait a minute. Hey guys, we're called Marvel up in here. You can't be going around calling that guy Marvel." And the English people were like, "Oh well, you you try and stop us now, boys." And then no, that the, was, that was, the Americans were like, okay. okay, guys, we're going to sue you guys. And the British guys were like, oh, well, then, okay, we'll give, we'll knock it on the head, I suppose. I like that all British people are Welsh in your universe. <laughs> I think the first one was from Limerick. Um, I think it definitely was. So anyway, we don't want a couple of nationalists to come after us, so we're not going to touch that. So then he became Miracle Man. Yay! And Michael, yeah. I don't know if you know this about yeah. Alan Moore, yeah. but he has a few trademarks that uh, mark an Alan Moore comic out as an Alan Moore comic. Well, surely he does, Ben. But were they present when he wrote this? This is from 1981? Wait, is it 1983? 1983. I was just born, Ben. I was a nascent babe. But but a nascent babe. He came out fully bald and fully bearded, ladies and gentlemen. I did. That's true. Actually, uh, very Benjamin, traumatic for the nurses. Benjamin, though, I've I've read all of this obviously, and yeah. when you read this now, it's like, oh yeah, all right, Alan Moore, yeah, yeah, Al- oh, very Alan Moore, yeah, yeah. But by God, by golly, Ben, did this? By God, by golly, Ben. You <laughs> name me a comic that isn't influenced by this, Ben, and I'll bloody tell you that you're wrong. Yeah, well, that's because I would be, Michael. This thing, this, my this God, sixteen-issue run, yeah, reshaped everything we understand as comics. And Michael, I had heard you talk about this before. You you had gone on about Miracle Man before, and I'm always and, going on about Miracle you know, Man. You're always going on about. I had never read it, Michael. And yeah. Then I saw this little video with Neil Gaiman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not and, an English writer. Uh, I was like, oh, bloody, bloody, bloody hell! Would you like to hear my we impression do an episode of Neil Gaiman? On that. Go on. All right, boys. This is me as Neil Gaiman. It was pretty good, actually. 
almost a, it's that luxurious voice of his that gets him all the audiobook gigs. I'm not good at voices, Ben. I've just realised I'm very no. bad at impressions. <laughs> Only just now? Yeah. I mean, okay. they're largely always the same and not where they're supposed to be from. For those that don't know what Neil Gaiman sounds like and are looking for something to help them fall asleep, you should probably go and look up Neil Gaiman interviews. He's got this lovely, soft voice and way of talking. And he's always explaining things. It's really nice. Yeah. And when you have stories, they're magic. And the I love magic. Is itself <laughs> the story. <laughs> what a twist, Neil Gaiman, you prick. And I think without stories, we wouldn't be very human. And um, without humans, there would be very few stories. Boom! It's me, that Neil Gaiman, a, teaching on Neil Gaiman's writing masterclass. It was bloody excellent from both of us. Well right, done. Go on, go I'm on. very what proud we of both of us there. But anyway, get back on track. So, the big change that Alan Moore makes is that he lets old, old Mickey Moran grow up. Yeah. Um, that's the big conceit here. And um, I think this is the beginning of uh, an aging continuity. As you said, Michael. It's hard to find a comic that hasn't been influenced by this, but these are all the seeds of what would mark Alan Moore out as Alan Moore. And Neil Gaiman, um, and Warren Ellis, and Frank And Boyle, Neil Gaiman, and, and bloody Grant Morrison, and, and Grant bloody... Grant Morrison, and anyone and everyone who's... Any British writer who has made their mark on the comic book scene has undoubtedly been heavily influenced by this run. Ben, there isn't an original idea in comics since this. <laughs> Possibly not. That's everything, actually... everything... That has happened in comics since this is this. Yeah, no, that's true. I'll, 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 I'm gonna have to agree with you there. Anyway, let's let's do a quick kind of breakdown of this okay. and and look at the look at the beats. Yeah, all right. Let's look at the beats. Yeah. Um. So there's one arc. It's the Miracle Man arc, one yeah. to sixteen, and there's three kind of major acts within that that are all comprise uh, a mini set of issues to kind of go through each one. So yeah. the first arc, um, could be looked upon as I suppose the awakening, or you know, I think that's what it's called. called. The, yeah, I think that yeah, it's like the mount, basically the mountain rumbles and and God remembers who he is. Yeah. is kind of the way you could look at this one. And Mickey Moran is now a, a grown up man in 1983. In in the kind of he's a journalist in he's, a kind of classic Clark Kent yeah. riff. He's a schlubby man. He's a schlubby man, not having a great time. Michael often has an L my, my, migraine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he often has an L pain in his mind. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's having some bloody wicked dreams, Michael. Yeah. Uh, not Mark Wahlberg wicked smart dreams no. like wicked dreams like they're not they're not pleasant it's flying and explosions he's flying and there's some explosions and it's it's just a grim old time you know funnily enough um, they're, they're not dreams though are they they're real they're memories no they're bloody hidden deep memories Michael look what you did yeah. look what you did um, he has dreams from a past life Michael and Mike a life that nobody else seems to remember yeah exactly um, and Michael we have a bit of a deus ex machina event that takes place because in a, in a classic kind of British writer's 1983 thing, he's only going to an anti-nuclear weapons uh, protest yeah. in 1983. Oh, get these bloody nukes out of here. Get them get out. Get these bloody nukes out of here. What if the um, Ra get them? What if Paddy what gets if the, them? What if Paddy gets his bloody mittens on them? Yeah. He'll, he'll rule the world. Um, and yeah, it's so there's a lot of that. And then he suddenly remembers... The amazing phrase that's kind of been swimming to him in his dreams, yeah. and it's uh, Kimota, which yeah. is atomic spelled backwards. Yeah, um, and suddenly he's transformed back into Century Miracle Man. Oh yeah, sorry, Miracle Man. Miracle Man. It's not. Century. I, I only after I read this, Michael, did I realize that the Century is just a wholesale ripoff. That entire arc. I oh, know. I'm telling you, Ben. I had no this idea. This is why I'm always going on about it. No idea how much that was ripped off from Miracle Man. Sentry, oh. I mean, what's Sentry about? It's about a schlubby man called Rob Rob Reynolds. Is that his name? Yeah, Bob Reynolds, I think. Yeah, Robert Reynolds. Yeah, but Bob Reynolds, yeah. and he's a schlubby man, and he has migraines and headaches, and he remembers a life of a superhero that no one else remembers. And then, through a series and of then events, all of a sudden, yeah, through a series of events, he remembers his special ability to turn into a a golden superpowered god. Who's a rip-off yeah. of Superman. Sentry is Marvel Man. Yeah, it's mad. Now, the twist of Sentry is that the Void, his nemesis, is also him. That doesn't come from this. No, that's a whole that's, other thing. But that's Sentry's contribution to the to the mythology. Ah, it's just arcade games. You know, when you play against your slightly off-coloured <laughs> version of <laughs> your yourself. Shadow, your shadow self. <laughs> your shadow ah, I think, self. I think that was invented by Prince of Persia. 
actually. Yeah, probably could it be ah Prince Persia? What a classic. Um, but anyway, moving on from there, he goes back to his wife and yeah. he's like, "Hey, I'm sexy now. Look at me, <laughs> got me some abs." Yeah. Uh, and she doesn't seem at all phased by this, which no. I find the funniest part of the entire comic. She's like, "Oh right, okay." Mm-hmm. My right. um, my girlfriend would like if I was a foot taller and in better shape. I I think everyone's girlfriend would like if they were a foot taller and in better shape. If I think That's everyone, to be honest, I think everyone's girlfriend would like if I was a foot taller and in better shape. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> what are we talking about? Do you ever stop and listen to what we say and just go, "Oh fuck"? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to edit yeah, yeah. this shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot. Anyway, uh, moving on from there. So anyway, he goes back to his wife uh, and he tries to fill her in on this whole life that he remembers. And his wife has the most common sense line of all. And she goes, that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it wasn't a wizard, you dumbass. There's no way that ever happened. Mm. Um, And he has possibly my favorite kind of outrage line of all time. Damn it, Susan, you're laughing at my life. Um, Which is just a great line, Michael. Is her name Susan? I thought her name was Jane. Damn it, Jane! You're <laughs> laughing at my life. Um, Susan Jane. It's a generic 1983s woman name. Oh god. Um, anyway, we move on from there, and um, when he realizes he's not going to get any bloody support there, Michael, yeah. he tries to track down his old his old buddy, his old pal. Right, Ben. Johnny I think Bates. I've read this more recently than you. Um, his his pal tracks him down. I know that's niggly. Oh. I know that's not a big. No, it's okay. Deal, you can you can niggle. Well, because his pal Ben, it turns out, and this is another thing that happens in superhero comics all the time. His pal mm. survived the nuclear explosion that took him out. Yep. But Benjamin stayed One. in his superhero form all of these years. Sneaky. And that's a classic superhero trope. Sneaky. They ripped that off in Kingdom Come. Yeah, Kingdom Come. Out. Yeah, Billy Batson stays in his superhero form for all those years. Uh, yeah. Thor Ragnarok did it recently, where Hulk didn't change back. Yeah, it's a true. Pre- it's a pretty common uh, two characters, one body story. I don't want to go back inside the bottle. Yeah, exactly. So to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's a good one. And then, well, Michael, whoa, they, whoa, they don't see eye to eye. No, he's a bit of a madman. He's gone mad, Ben. He's gone mad with power. Yeah, he's gone mad with a bit of power. Well, he's the most powerful being on the planet, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, he is. Well, aside from the fact that Miracle Man has returned, mm. but um, so yeah, we we kind of we kind of close that arc out with a with a good old battle royale between two superpowered beings. Yeah, the first one ever, and it, first one ever in in their memories, anyway. Um, and it gets uh, it gets a bit messy, Michael. Gets a bit messy. Um, the level of the level of violence that can sometimes be depicted in this particular, um thing and it's funny that we mentioned the grimmest DC timeline earlier mm. but the way some of these arcs wrap up ooh. very grim but also very ooh. hopeful and utopian and like perhaps too utopian in some senses mm. Neil Gaiman took care of that a little bit later in the thing but um, anyway it turns out that um, they, they have their little battle and eventually uh, Johnny Bates inner child I suppose um, kind of reclaims his own body and says yeah. the, the magic word to he says it by mistake. He does say it by mistake. He's, uh, you've been beaten by me, Kid Miracle Man. Oh, balls. <laughs> it's great because they have those two panels where, and the artist depicts it perfectly. Kid Miracle Man. And, yeah. and he's just like, oh. I've turned back. <laughs> he, that is a weakness which was very easy to exploit. Yeah, super. Super easy to exploit. Um, So anyway, he's transformed back and he kind of goes into a catonic state because the the weight of all those sins, Michael, sitting on those young shoulders. Um, So he goes into a catonic state and then um, bloody Miracle Man goes, right, so. Right, job done. On we go. Let's buff the wife. Uh, And then it brings us on to the second arc where he meets his maker and there's a lot going on there. So much going Uh, on then. Yeah, he's he's actually a form. There's racism. Oh, there's bloody African, Alan Moore. There's African sit, jungle tribalism for some reason. Sit down, Alan. Yeah. Um, sit down. There's a uh, mind control. There's cloning, but it's the this is the one where they do away with the whole. It was a wizard who told you a magic word. It was actually it was actually the whole time alien influenced super science. I mean, the, the retcon that we, as we understand it today, is directly. <laughs> This is directly responsible for Grant Morrison's entire career. Grant Morrison's entire career. I mean, uh, if you think about Stormwatch, where all superhumans come from alien interference on Earth, that's yeah. 
uh, your cherubim and your cherubimites or whatever the hell they're called. Whatever, whatever the heck you want to yeah. call them. Um, basically, any any superhero series where all superhumans stem from some sort of alien interference. Yep, this it's all is, down to it's this. All bad boy. where it comes from. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy. And then um, finally, we come to to arc number three. Which is the kind of Olympus arc, I think that's what it's called, isn't it? It's Olympus. The, and this is the most famous one. Yeah, so basically, um, old Captain Miracle Man Marvel Boots um, sits down with himself and he says, well, I don't really need to return to human form, do I? Yeah. Not, not a whole lot left for me mm. um, back there. So he decides to abandon his, um, his weak human persona. Well, yes and no. The weak you kind of, well, by this stage, it's starting to focus on like the duality of him. Is Miracle Man him, or are they two different people? Who's who? Who is who? Who is people? Who's not people? What's 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 identity? And his human identity, Mickey Moran, commits suicide essentially. Yeah, I forgot how dark it was. Yeah, he, never mind. Like you, you explain that. He doesn't kill himself. He goes. He hitchhikes to a mountain in Scotland, strips naked. Makes a gravestone for himself and says the magic word one final time. And then the Miracle Man side of him decides to honour that request and never turn back. Mad. It's, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's it's an interesting moment. But he's lost his humanity then, Ben. And then it gets into DC territory. Because he starts to ascend a little bit. Yeah. And he gets... Not necessarily consciously. No, but he gets this team of superhuman, utterly superhuman people, and they form a pantheon, Ben, which you bloody, you can't turn your head to the left in comic books these days without someone forming a super team and comparing it to a pantheon. It's, look, it's a, it's a classic trope, Michael. Mm, mm. But it wasn't back then, Michael. No, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't back then, Michael. Um, and again, why it's so formative. And then, of course, we have the return of Master Bates. <laughs> I've been waiting to make that joke for the entire episode. That's why I wanted to do a Miracle Man episode. I'm done now. That joke is in um, the comic, Ben. I'm sure it is, yeah. That's why he goes mad. Because they call him Master Bates. Pretty much, yeah. They keep calling him Master Bates and upsetting him. And then they try and bum him. And then he says, yeah, that was right, pretty grim. I'm going to say, yeah, he, gonna he, say Miracle he kind Man. Of emerges from his, uh, he kind of emerges from his cantonic state. And uh, right, right before he gets Bumped. sexually assaulted. I don't think it's, it's right before, Ben. It's during... <laughs> Oh yeah, okay. It's Alan Moore Bloody in the '80s. Alan Moore, um, yeah, and then he transforms back, and obviously, um, bloody kid, Miracle Man doesn't have any good intentions towards humanity on his no. mind. Um, like and he can only—he wreaks a bloody vengeance on London that can only be described, make as as horrific. It's apocalyptic. <laughs> like, it's, it's, those panels yeah. are, ooh, and again, Ben, these days. Uh, a, a comic having the chutzpah to graphically destroy a major city every second yes. day. Yep, happens all the time. Happens all the time. But that sort of scale of comic book thinking wasn't common back in the olden days. Especially a real life, city. a real life city with real life people getting their hands ripped off. Yeah, like one that people knew and yeah. walked around and getting, getting their skin taken off and hung up on a line. It's kind of crazy, like yeah. kind of insane. Well, he is he's um, an insane person, Ben. Remember? Yes, I forgot that. Um, he goes completely mad and, and kind of takes it out, and they have to juke it out all over again. And then it has one of the most depressing endings ever, where he kind of just has to has to do away with that young man. He has yeah. to make a big choice. His trousers still down around his ankles. Yeah, that's the grimmest part, isn't it? Like <laughs> he didn't even have time to pull up his jocks. Yeah, and then he gets his, um, head, his head crushed by a superhero. Yep, and then off, off Marvel Man does trot to make a better world. Uh, Neil Gaiman took over after. Well, hold on, uh, that is just one. before you go ahead there, the whole superheroes, a pantheon of superheroes becoming like a pantheon of gods and deciding to change the world. Bloody Warren Ellis thought that was revolutionary 20 years later with the authority. And he's like, oh, let's oh, do let's that Oh, let's change the world. We'll finally change the world. We'll make the big decisions. And even then, they're nowhere near as big as the decisions in, uh, in Miracle Man. No. Marvel Man. No. Marvel Miracle Man uh, mystery Marvel Boots. Um but yeah, like I mean, you can do this and play formative Alan Moore bingo. 
Oh yeah. Um, like all the big names are there. The, the the huge one I think that has shaped his entire career is the hero as God. Mm. Like he does that again and again and again and again. He's there. Miracle Man is obviously his first instance of that. He does it a little bit later with Doctor Manhattan. Um, yeah. He he does it a little bit after that with Swamp Thing. It yeah. turns out Swamp Thing is not just a big monster in a swamp. He's a bloody elemental force that rules the planet. Um, you know what I mean? He just he did it with Supreme. What happens when someone decides they should be in charge? You know what I mean? Like all of these things have been played around with since that very day. He hates Margaret um, Thatcher. He hates Margaret Thatcher. Who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, really? Um, unfortunately, bloody sexual assault is a narrative arc. Yeah. Um, bloody classic Alan Moore there. Um, heavy-handed moralizing on what the potential of humans. There's that whole little mini section at the end was like, think of the potential you could have when you're all gods. And I was just reading that going, oh, Jesus, Alan. Jesus, Alan. The inherent the inherent potential of humanity. Um, I'm just not for that. I, I've never really enjoyed it. Um, there's a classic fear of the nuclear. Oh, yeah, of course. Bloody, bloody, oh, shaking in my boots. Bloody nuclear power. It is interesting um, that they get rid of all the nuclear power. Uh because at the time, probably Alan Moore wasn't very aware of nuclear power being relatively, probably the safest and cheapest form of electricity. And probably. It was, it's like well, well maintained nuclear power is probably what a utopian society would use. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't say that now, Michael, yeah. can you? It's but bloody, bloody geo, geo, geo bloody thermal. A superhero man doing a geothermal. That's what Alan Moore thought would. Uh, Let's just chap straight into the Earth's yeah. core and mess around with that for yeah, a while. Yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> that'll be fine. That won't have any negative ramifications. Yeah. Um, Alan Moore, why didn't you realise that nearly 40 years ago, you big dumbass? <laughs> and then I suppose the biggest kind of Alan Moore bingo moment is power changes irreversibly. That's just Alan Moore's bag. Like, mm. once the lightning's out of the bottle, yeah, yeah. it does not go back in. Can't get it back in. Uh, and I suppose that's one place where a lot of modern comics have diverged from that original template that Alan Moore gave them. Most of the time in modern comics, what we see is a, a bloody metropolis having a having a crumble, um, a bloody Gotham falling to the dogs, a mm. bloody a bloody a bloody a bloody New York having a bloody Thanos event, um, and everything goes back to normal. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense that the Marvel universe of now would look like our society. When Tony no. Stark invented arc reactors in the sixties, yep, it doesn't it's not make gonna sense. Happen. It doesn't make sense, and it's a, a suspension of disbelief you have to take with comics that, with Doctor Strange around fixing any problem, that there are still problems. Yeah, like to be honest, if there was a guy that could click his fingers and just fix it all, yeah, you would not. There's no way you would have global warming or any of the issues that we currently face. And that's Alan Moore's big issue, isn't it? That's why yeah. some people say that the biggest thing that Alan Moore did with taking this character was he took it seriously. I think that is like the secret to this this arc. Is he just, didn't like, just have him punch bank robbers. No, like once that guy is out, that's it. Yeah. Nothing goes back to the same. And that's been repeated in his work again and again and again. Again, Dr. Manhattan. Once that decision is made, once Dr. Manhattan is created, that's it. Although, funnily enough, Ben, the recent very popular and very successful Watchmen series on HBO did kind of reset the world by just having Dr. Mm. Manhattan fuck off for a while. Yeah, I wouldn't call that an Alan Moore bag anymore. No, no, though. I don't think, I think Alan Moore would like that. But what does Alan Moore like? I don't think Alan like? Moore likes it at all. Uh, Alan Moore likes very little. A good, strong cup of tea. Yeah. And Weird. a bit of magic. And a bit of magic and an old untouched run from 1953 to 1963. So very quickly, Ben, because we're closing in on we're time. How did Ian, 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 how did Neil Gaiman undo it all? Because I've, I've never read the Neil Gaiman stuff. <laughs> I don't know if he's undone it all, Michael. He, he just took the idea and ran with it. He um, He really focused on this utopian society. So we get to see the thing that uh, Miracle Man was working towards at the end of his third arc with Alan Moore. And Neil Gaiman takes that idea and really pushes it forward. So he shows us in the society, he was going to write, he was going to write another three arcs right. uh, as kind of a nice way to tie it all up in a pretty bow. But then litigation then. But then litigation, Michael, uh, stopped that run from coming through. So the first three runs and the first arc was completed and we got to see this utopian ideal, this new society of superpowered people. But we also, Michael, yeah. got to see a classic Inhumans, a few cracks in the wall. Oh, very um, good. 
and so that was about to all all fall apart. And then, unfortunately, Michael, litigation hell uh, clamped its cold, lifeless hands around the franchise again, and that was it. Um, we still haven't gotten to see what Neil Gaiman would have done with the rest of the world. Um, I do think it's probably important to note that Alan Moore directly asked Neil Gaiman to take it over. Right. Um, which I which I find to be a, a very interesting thing. He just directly went to Neil Gaiman and said, uh, you do this. Yes, you do I this. I don't want now. anybody else to do this. You do it now. <laughs> And now. to be fair, if Alan Moore in 1983 had walked up to me with his big bushy beard yeah. and his mad hair yeah. and his bit of arcane magic twinkling yeah. about the eyes, I probably would have gone, yeah, no problem. Yeah, Grand, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. What cool. if he asked you to get your now. bloody audacity settings sorted out? <laughs> I probably would have had a much earlier podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it from us for this week. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to wrap it up there. Um, what do you think of Miracle Man? Have you read it? Is yeah, it all yeah, a bit have, twee yeah. at this point? No, not you, good. Michael, the listeners. Oh, the listeners. Um, is it all a bit twee at this point? Uh, in our existence ladies and gentlemen of course it isn't it's formative of course it isn't um, but if you have anything uh, that you'd like to say about it you can get in touch with us in the following places mm. we are on the interwebs at a lovely website that Michael pours his blood sweat and tears into uh, it's called seomorebeog.com s-e-o-m-r-a-b-e-a-g.com it's tiny room in Irish it does indeed we're also on the gram at seomorebeog s-e-o-m-r-a-b-e-a-g there it is. if you are listening to us ladies and gentlemen on the L tube of you mm. do give us an L comment down below and a like and a follow are we needy and clingy absolutely mm. how do you not get 3am drunk text messages from us asking you to subscribe and like just do it leave a message just do it and then we, you don't have to get any late night booty calls it's fine um, and then moving on from there ladies and gentlemen if you're listening to us on Apple Podcast give us a review, a good review. if you're listening to us anywhere else ladies and gentlemen for example Spotify yeah. you could always give us a follow yeah. and maybe yeah. just maybe if you think other people might enjoy this particular uh, little discussion that we had today. Give it an L share onto your Instagram yeah, stories. Instagram stories. Share the wealth. Share the wealth. Uh, that's it for most, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you haven't had enough of us this week, you can tune in again this very Wednesday. Oh, yes. Where we were talking about Image Comics Low on our other podcast, Collecting Issues. Um, so we'll talk to you then. Bye. What are, what are we talking about next week, Ben? I wonder. I don't know. I don't. I haven't given it any thought. Yeah, we'll review uh, Black Widow. It'd be great. Black Widow. It'd be great. Do a blue, 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 black widow review. All right, guys, that's it from us. Bye. Bye.